Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and You Can Heal Your Life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Today's guest is Holly Goodings. Her company is called Inner Shift, and you can find her at innershift.ca. She is a Heal Your Life workshop teacher. She is a coach certified with the Coaching Federation. She is a speaker. She runs classes. Her background is actually in social work, and she's worked with managing semi-independent living for people, which is super exciting, and I'm interested to hear more about that. She is an entrepreneur. She specializes in marketing. She is an amazing writer. I absolutely love what she has to say on her Facebook page, which you can find at facebook.com, frontward slash inner shift. And also her recent speaking engagements include the Center for Spiritual Living. So welcome to the show, Holly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. It is always great to hear your voice. We met about a year ago now at the Heal Your Life Teacher Training in Victoria, BC, where I was teaching and you were a student. And now over the last year, we've come to really know each other and support each other in promoting this work and taking it forward and helping people to heal their lives. So I really appreciate everything that you bring. I am so blessed to have you in my life, Victoria. I'm so happy you were my teacher. Oh, thank you. That's really sweet. You made it very easy. (laughs) So to bring our readers up to speed to where you and I are or where our listeners, let's talk about the book, You Can Heal Your Life and Louise Hay and how they became part of your life. Okay. I don't actually have like a recollection of exactly when the book came into my life, but I know that I've like kind of known about it for a long time. My parents had it in their house, I believe. And so it was kind of there, but I never really read it. And then in 2011, I was diagnosed with what they said was an incurable colon disease. At that point, I was still on the very, I guess, you know, traditional path. I wasn't really into alternative healing methods or the mind-body-spirit connection or anything like that. It wasn't until about 2015 ish, I think, that I really just thought, you know what, I have to do something about this. My options were that I would have to have like part of my colon removed eventually. And I didn't want that. And so I kind of went on the path of trying to find my own way of healing that didn't involve the medical field because the medical field couldn't do anything for me. They had already told me that. They had told me that I'd have to have it removed and all of that stuff. And so that kind of led me on that path. And I started 
it really started with self-love. Um, and then I, I had the You Can Heal Your Life book on my bookshelf, but I had never really looked at it really closely. And when I decided that I was going to do this my way, I took the book out. And I think that is the point where I really started knowing the connection between the mind, body, and spirit. And that's kind of where it all started for me. Do you remember what some of those first changes were once you had that awareness? Like the first uh, like healing techniques, like self-love techniques that I used? Yeah. So the very first thing I did actually was I researched people who had healed from incurable diseases. I tried to research people that had healed from my disease, but there was nobody out there that had. And so I just started researching other people who have healed from things. And I started following a raw food diet, uh, mainly because I had heard of people, remarkable healing happening in people with that. And so I started there and then kind of saw the connection to people and for myself included, just eating better was a form of self-love in itself, um, which I didn't connect to when I first started it, but eventually I did connect it to that. So that's kind of where I started. And from there, it was affirmations I did all the time and journal writing. I started a gratitude journal and wrote in that daily and removing toxic relationships from my life was a big one for me and probably the most difficult one because there was some, you know, pretty important relationships that I had to disconnect from. Mm -hmm. And just self-love, like um, I just made sure that that was a priority every day in my life. So if it was going for a walk in nature or if it was talking to a really good friend or I only, I took away all news programs out of my life. So I, and I still to this day don't read negative news stories. And I only look at positive things. So like music is positive, podcasts are positive, YouTube, if I'm watching it, is positive, movies and all of that stuff. I, I only allow the positive in. We are so blessed to live in a time where literally things are at our fingertips. You know, if we've got five minutes while we, you know, fix our hair in the morning, we can use those five minutes listening to YouTube or to a podcast or whatever the case may be. And we are very blessed. I am loving what you said about, you know, what you did with raw food, eating better than adding in the affirmations. And I do want to ask you a little bit more about that, but can we backtrack to what it was that inspired you to go with the raw food. I know that Louise Hay does have another book out. I believe it's called You Can Heal Your Health, maybe. And uh, it's a fabulous book. She talks a lot about eating foods that are close to nature to restore our bodies. And were you able to restore your body? I'm just so excited to hear the rest of this story. Okay, yes. Uh, so, so yeah, after all of that, so I followed the raw food diet and I did a bunch of self-love techniques and I actually moved myself from where I was living out to a little island in BC near the ocean. And I felt that I needed that to continue my healing. So when I did all that and I interviewed, so I interview my health team now. I don't just go with whoever uh, is recommended to me. I actually interview them. So even like a dentist, I will interview them before I go and see them. And so that's what I've done with my health team. So on my health team, I've got a whole bunch of different people. And so when I had to go in for a colonoscopy in 2017, I had chosen the colonoscopy guy. Sorry, I can't remember their names. After like 
you know, making sure he was going to be good. And I went through everything with him and said, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to take the stuff they wanted me to take. I was going to do it my own way. And I wasn't going to take anesthetic and I was going to do that my own way. And most doctors didn't want to deal with me in that way a lot of the time because I didn't want to follow those rules. So when I did finally find a guy and I went for the colonoscopy and that was in January of 2017. And I mainly went because I knew I had a feeling that I had healed it, but I wanted a for sure, you know, medical Mm -hmm. thing. And so when I went for the colonoscopy, um, he did it and it was good. And there was absolutely no sign of anything anymore. It was all gone. And yeah, it was great. It was great. I compared it to like my original testing, which said my whole colon, it's was diseased. It, It spanned my whole colon. And so within that really short amount of time frame, a couple of years, less than a couple of years, um, it fully had healed. So it was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was a pretty good feeling. It's so awesome. And, you know, I wish that our listeners could see our faces because I am smiling from ear to ear. Right. To know, you know, you really did heal your own health. You healed your life. And what I'm loving about this story too is that you're, you're a young person. You know, I, I don't know exactly how old you are, but I'm assuming most of this was happening while you were in your late 20s, early 30s. Yep. And that you just embraced your own health care. And I think so often we can come up with these excuses, and that's really what they are, uh, as to why we can't do things. And we'll throw in things like age and experience, but you just embraced it and you took control of your own body and your own health and shifted your mindset as well. And that whole mind-body connection piece, it always fascinates me. One of my absolute favorite authors is Dr. Bruce Lipton. Uh, He is a cell biologist, a former professor, and one of his books that I absolutely love is The Biology of Belief. And so when I heard you say that you wanted to have your colonoscopy without having any anesthetic or anything like that, (laughs) it made me think about that mind-body connection and how we can change our experience by changing our thoughts. So can you tell us how that went? The no anesthetic? Yes. Okay. So um, I had talked to him about this previously and told him what I wanted. So I didn't want to take the medicine that they give you to clean your colon. I wanted to do that my own way. And it was kind of a big discussion because he's pretty traditional, but he was willing to work with me. And he just said, you know what, Holly, you do what you need to do. But if you come in here and it doesn't work, you're going to have to come back in. So he was totally willing to work with me. And I told, I asked him if I could bring meditation tapes in during the colonoscopy. And he said, yes. And when I didn't want the anesthetic, that kind of scared people. (laughs) But I said it would be okay. And so then when I went in, the anesthesiologist was insistent that they hook me up to the IV because he was sure that I would need the anesthetic. And I felt really bad for the guy because I felt like, you know, he'd been doing this job for like 40 years and you could tell he was like scared. He, you know, it's his job to make sure people aren't in pain. Right. And, uh, and he was scared for me. And so he sat behind me still. And during the colonoscopy, there was a you know, a few parts where it was painful. And he kept saying, do you want me to give you anesthetic? Do you want me to give you anesthetic? And I said, no. And I was listening to my meditation tapes at the same time. And then there was one point where it was really quite painful. And he asked again, and the doctor actually came in and said, you know what, she has said she doesn't want the anesthetic. And so let's try to just reposition her and see if it works. And he did. And it went totally fine. And I didn't need any anesthetic. And so it was wonderful in the way that I could bring my meditation tapes in with me. So I was able to stay 
really calm and listen to the affirmations. And the affirmations I think that I was listening to were, I am healthy, I am whole and complete, everything is working out exactly for me. And I also had taped onto my phone. You know how on your phone you have like a, a recorder thing? Mm -hmm. I had taped visualization meditations on there uh, so that I could listen to them, not just during that, but also just through my life. So that's kind of how it went. And then I was able to just, as soon as it was over, I was able to leave instead of having to lay in a recovery room for a couple of hours. And that's uh, just such an incredibly beautiful story. And you have taken me on this emotional roller coaster. A moment ago, I was smiling from ear to ear. And now I have tears in my eyes oh. when I just listen to you tell the story of that miracle. And, yeah. you know, the beautiful thing too, is that you had taken control of your health and you had taken control of what you were putting in your body. So it makes perfect sense that you would take control during this situation as well as for what you can do for your health. And I yeah. love the affirmations that you shared. You know, everything is always working out for my highest good. Out of the situation, only good will come. My body is healthy and strong. All yeah. classic Louise Hay affirmations. So oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And the key part was picking my health team too. I think that's so important. We sometimes just get told who we need to see. And I think it's something I really advocate for now is, you know, really, really picking who works for you and who doesn't. And knowing that it's okay to change somebody if they don't fit with you, because you need people on your team. You need people that are going to support you and believe in you. And that includes your health team, right? Absolutely. And that was a big thing for me. And that's a great tip, knowing that, you know, you, you can change your mind. If yeah. there's someone on your health team that you're not feeling comfortable with it, you can change your mind. Do you have Absolutely. some other tips that you'd like to share about choosing your health team? I think it's fascinating. Um, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I interview all of them. So before I even see them, I send an email first to make sure that they're going to be on the same page with me because I'm very alternative. I want to make sure that they're going to support me. So like my doctor, a lot of the doctors I've seen have pretty much told me that I was misdiagnosed from the beginning because they have no explanation for how it can heal. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was a common thing. And so I was going to see doctors that just kind of kept, I knew that I had healed and they kept trying to tell me that I hadn't. And so I needed to see doctors who believed in me and believed that was possible. And so my doctor that I now have is just, so she's amazing. So it, I mean, the key is, to make sure you have people on your side. It's, you're, this, it's kind of like you're hiring them to work for you, not the other way around, right? So it's important that you get the, the right people. You hire the right people for your team. So I see it kind of as a business thing, really. That I, I'm hiring the people that are best for my team, the people that are going to support me and, and do the best that they can for me. So I think the biggest tip is is really to interview your healthcare team and to walk away if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't, I mean, to trust your intuition, to trust your gut, which I have really honed in on, you know, working with the affirmations and the Louise Hay stuff and all of that. I, I mean, I can really trust myself now. Beautiful. And I think we're brought into it saying that we can't really trust ourselves a lot of the time, that we have to trust outside sources for our healing. And it all happens inside. 
it none of it happens outside. It all happens inside. So yeah, oh. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. I can completely understand that. Back in 2012, I did a lot of really intense work with healing myself in terms of emotional healing. And right. one of my favorite affirmations became, I can trust myself now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And so really learning to trust sure. ourselves. And, you know, we talk about the relationship with the healthcare team, but also, you know, you mentioned getting rid of some toxic relationships. And I have found in my life that there have been times when the relationships that I was involved with, whether it was friends or coworkers or a romantic relationship, those were actually making me sick as well. And so needing to remove myself, to trust my intuition and to have the strength to step away from those relationships. It sounds like you went through something similar. I did. Yeah, very similar. It was um, with my parents was kind of the biggest relationship though. There's friends that were released too, but um, yeah, it's uh, and I think it's important to, to, to recognize that you can still forgive people because forgiveness is a big part of this piece for me too. You have to, I mean, I had to be able to forgive people for, and like Louise always says, and it's a thing that I always repeat all the time to other people is, you know, everybody is doing the best that they can with what they know in that moment. Right. And so that connects to everybody around me. But if it's still unhealthy, I can still forgive for that, but I'm still allowed to step away without feeling guilty about it because it's still a negative relationship, right? Um, Absolutely. And so I think a lot of people kind of can take that forgiveness piece and think that it means we have to allow these people in our lives still, right? But it doesn't mean that. You can forgive and you can still let go of that. Absolutely. And I love, there's some beautiful meditations that Louise Hay does on forgiveness. I have a chapter in my book, Do That and Then Some, that is called Practicing Forgiveness. And sometimes it takes a lot of practice. (laughs) It does. You know, I still almost daily work on forgiveness and mirror work with like, I, I, I use the stuff that we use in the Heal Your Life course. And I sit in front of a mirror and I I still work on forgiveness. If there's something that comes up for me, I sit there and I and I just, you know, for like work through the forgiveness with people. And it's it's amazing. And even now, even after I've done a lot of it, there's still things that are like uncovered and I still get emotional, like really emotional sometimes. So I know there's still like healing to do, right? It's so exciting and covering all those layers for me. Absolutely. It is. Well, you know, when you think of it like a rose blossoming, right? Yeah. Just opening up more and opening up more. And the more that you open, the more beauty there is to see. I like that better than the onion, Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, I've told a story or two about the onion and peeling back the layers. You must have, because I'm like, yeah, I don't really like the onion. I really like the rose better. (laughs) I'll use a yellow rose for Louise. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) For those of you listeners who don't know, the yellow rose was Louise's uh, favorite flower. And, uh, you know, the significance too in the friendship and the relationships and the love that is is carried forward with roses and how they are symbolic and the yellow rose in particular with those friendship relationships. So beautiful. So beautiful. I have to share with you that I was coaching with someone earlier today and they uh, quoted back to me what you said about I was doing the best I could at the time 
that it was with the knowledge that I had. Right. And, you know, that's such a big piece in forgiveness. And it I think is. sometimes we think, you know, hey, I forgave so-and-so. I need to give him a call and see if he wants to go for lunch. Exactly. Yep. And that is not the case at all, right? Forgiveness no. is something inside ourselves that we do for ourselves. And do you feel like the places where you were blocked before where you couldn't give forgiveness, that that was contributing to your physical health ailments? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that's actually, that's an important piece that I haven't shared yet is when I actually looked through the Louise Hay book at the heal your body part where she connects, mm -hmm. um, you know, all the all the ailments to your emotions. The colon is representative of letting go and releasing, right? And so those were like some of the affirmations. Some of the first affirmations I started with were, you know, I'm willing to forgive because mm -hmm. that's where you have to start, right? Absolutely. And, and then moving on from there into actual forgiveness. But, you know, it's a, it's, it's a step just to say I'm willing to forgive because that's hard for a lot of us to even be able to say that sentence. And I find too, you know, when we're in a situation where there's no closure or perhaps there's no apology when we feel like there's an apology due to us, or maybe someone is not treating us in a way that we feel that they should have treated us. Yeah. When that's actively happening to find that place of forgiveness. And I'm not saying that is a place where we allow other people to take advantage of us or to step over our feelings, those types of things, or to be a doormat for someone else. Absolutely not. The forgiveness, the peace, that's something that we do have control over. And that is yeah. something that we have within ourselves. And and I love what you've shared about how it contributed to your overall better health. Yes. And, uh, and you know, another thing that you've been sharing this whole time that I just want to point out to the listeners uh, is that you've been talking about your health team. You have not been talking about your illness team. No. Yeah. It's my health team for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm blessed with every single one of them. I love them all. Uh, that's so beautiful. Well, yeah. if you have, uh, I'm going to ask you for two things here. Um, yeah. One final thought about the mind-body connection and using affirmations. What would that be that you would want to share with the readers, the listeners? Sorry, I'm used to my book. I always want to yeah. say readers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just making body, sure people are paying attention. I think the biggest thing would be to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are brought up and I think in a society, sometimes we're brought up to, again, look outside of ourselves for answers. And if you just start looking within yourself, even if you meditate for five minutes on the question of what messages can I receive today or a question similar to that, mm -hmm. and just really listen to what comes to you. And sometimes when we listen to what comes to you and it's like you hear, you actually hear something and then we kind of dismiss it as like, I can't be hearing that from something, but that's actually really coming from inside of you. So that's like the first step, I think, in really learning how to trust yourself and knowing what's right. And I'm not saying don't use medical systems or anything like that, but, but we all have to look within and see what's right for us, right? And so what's right for me might not be right for someone else, and that's okay. And if it feels right to you, then, then it feels right, but you have to actually sit with yourself and figure that out. So I think that would be my 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 key point is just learn how to trust and love yourself, how to look within. And then my affirmations, do you wanted to know my affirmations? Yeah, that, some of your favorite okay. affirmations. What would those be? So um, the one that I currently have in my bedroom on my light switch and in my car is I am perfect health. I feel energized, balanced, and joyful. I am perfect and, health. I feel energized, balanced, and joyful. Yes. So that's the one that I 
I, I change them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the ones that I have around my house right now. And when I was healing, um, I mean, there was a lot, but the easiest one for me to remember was I am healthy, happy, and free. And so it's just something I repeated to myself all the time. I'm healthy, happy, and free. I'm healthy, happy, and free. And when I was really feeling not so good or doubtful, I would just keep repeating that to myself. And then I think also a key is to visualize what your life is going to look like uh, when you're in your perfect, whatever you would deem perfect situation to actually visualize that. And that's where I had said, uh, put it on your your recorder on your phone and just speak into it. And then you can just listen to it on your headphones and you can just imagine your perfect life, say it, uh, speak it, even write it down if you need to, and then just read it into that recorder so that you can hear your voice and you can go to sleep with it. And so it kind of works into your subconscious of how how your perfect life is going to look like to you. I love and that I, you're sharing that to do that in your own voice. Yes. Our subconscious yeah, I, mind is so much more accepting of our own voice. For sure. And, yeah. you know, really connecting with that feeling is such a key piece too. You hear about athletes doing that very regularly, right? They, they visualize whatever event that they're about to be in and they connect with the feeling of yes. finishing, you know, in first place or accomplishing whatever goal it is that they have and yes. just really connecting with that feeling, connecting with that feeling of perfect health. That's right. Yeah. Or whatever it is for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important to, to use your own voice. Cause I think if you listen to like, sometimes if you listen to like somebody like Eckhart Tolle or Wayne, Wayne Dyer or something for me, anyways, you can get in your head. Well, these people, you know, they've done it. They know it. That's where they're, they're there. But when you hear yeah. it in your own voice, it's just, it, I, I really found that to be a key piece for me. Yes. Well, it goes from being Wayne Dyer said to Holly Gooding said. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. Um, do you have one self-care tip that you can share as well? Self-care tip. I mean, I take a nightly bath <laughs> and I encourage everybody to do that with candles and essential oils. Oh my um, gosh. It sounds wonderful. It's wonderful. But I think the biggest self-care tip is to surround yourself with positive, inspiring people. And you gave think- me goosebumps. You, you made me smile. You made me cry. You gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> this We've is got been- all the check marks on. <laughs> That's right. That's so beautiful. So to end, I'm going to share a treatment that Louise Hay has written on how to change because I believe that Holly really, truly has changed her life. To learn more of her words of wisdom, please do visit her Facebook page because she is an amazing writer and I absolutely love what she shares. It is facebook.com forward slash inner shift. Her website is innershift.ca. Did I get that right, Holly? Uh, yeah, Facebook is innershift slash 2018. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's take a moment here and listen to Louise's words, uh, How to Change from the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. In the infinity of life where I am... All is perfect, whole, and complete. Change is the natural law of my life. I welcome change. I am willing to change. I choose to change my thinking. I choose to change the words I use. I move from the old to the new with ease and with joy. It is easier for me to forgive than I thought. 
Forgiving makes me feel free and light. It is with joy that I learn to love myself more and more. The more resentment I release, the more love I have to express. Changing my thoughts makes me feel good. I am learning to choose to make today a pleasure to experience. All is well in my world, and so it is. Thank you, listeners, and thank you, Holly. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us.